Assume that I'm saving eleven fifty. I don't know why. I mean, there must have been some sort of financial reason because there was no reason. Andy's not here. He's with his mom. He was here till Saturday yesterday. How did, how did you wait? So you left Omaha at what time this morning? Um, it was a six a.m. flight. So, oh my God! And you had two shows last night in Omaha. So what time? No. Did you- uh, Mother's Day turns out I you may not know this about me I am not a mother and uh, so I'm not a draw and um, so wait what ha- what do you mean are you in Omaha right now I was in Omaha and okay. and they had to, they had to, they had to consolidate the shows because it was also the first nice weekend Colleen was very nice Omaha funny boat she was like I don't blame any of this on you because she's like you know it's uh it's the first nice weekend. Yeah. Mother's Day. And um and everybody's still trickling back from the from the COVID. And um she said the only person who could have filled that room was Tracy Morgan. He's coming in three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well. So I was as she it was she was very supportive. Uh And uh but I flew in I flew in on Friday. There was only one show Friday night because they It's going to be 7.30 and 9.30, but it was yeah. just one. And then last night it was going to be 7 and 9, and they did just 7. Wow. How much was your airfare? I'm just curious. $700. What the fuck is happening? I'm supposed to be at Go Bananas in July, and I was going to try to get early airfare, and it's like close to $1,000 to go to Cincinnati from LAX, not even Burbank. It's ridiculous. Right. right. Are you good? Can you use points? I don't have my points are on JetBlue and JetBlue doesn't go. Uh, right, right. I need to yeah. go, except for New York. I was just telling Kyle that. Uh, so what I flew is I flew southwest to this thing, mm-hmm. and so I flew through Denver there and then to Omaha and then this morning Omaha to Phoenix to home to Burbank. And it, but Burbank and it was. Um, but here's the weird thing. That we were stuck on the tarmac in Phoenix for 25 minutes. So Southwest has the ABC. You know, I paid for early bird. Oh. So I'm in, the, I'm in the A group. But we're on the tarmac for 25 minutes. And so I get off the plane. I have to walk. Luckily, it's in the same terminal. Phoenix is small. Mm-hmm. I go, you know, three more gates down. I get on the plane. They've already boarded A. No! Yes, I was so, I was mad, but I was like, don't sweat it. Just go, just be there. So I go and I, luckily I still, I get an exit row and like an exit row, but I didn't get a window exit row, but I got an exit row. That's good. Yeah, it's fine. And then, uh, but I had to throw my bag down on the seat and say to the person, I, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And (laughs) And so I, um, 
And they don't want to know that about you. Nobody needs to. I was like, I, I protect that seat is what I meant to say. And, um, but so when I landed Burbank, I was standing at the carousel and I'm like, there's absolutely no way that my luggage made it. I barely made it. So, so I go and I, uh, was just talking to, I said, Hey, can you check and see where my luggage is? And she was like, Oh no, it did not make it. And I said, she said, do you want us to deliver it to your house? And I said, yes. And then, so they called a couple hours ago and they said, we have your luggage. Um, you, you can pick it up anytime in the next five days or we can deliver it. And I said, you said you deliver it. She said, yeah. And I said, well, how much is the voucher for? Because it was like, she said, or we give you a voucher. And because of how expensive airfare is right now, yeah. I said, how much is the voucher? $150. That's a debt. And you That's only have to go to Burbank, right? Um, well, right. And I only have to go to Burbank to get it. So I'm going to, after this, if I can, if I can chug this coffee, I'm going to. Um... Where, where are you going to, I mean, you're going to have to park at Burbank though. That's yeah, which but it's under twenty minutes, so. All right. I, it should either be free or three dollars. Yeah, uh, I I would love it if all airlines delivered our luggage. I mean, that's the least <laughs> I can do. Quite <laughs> after after the, <laughs> putting up with. Um, well, I mean, that's you know, were the shows fun that you you did have? They were really fun. They were hilarious. They were weirdly fun. Yeah. Because you know, the last time I did a club there was. Never. I think I did the Eddie Brill Festival, which was in so in, the, in Nebraska, in the sticks somewhere. Uh, the last time I did anywhere near Omaha was in the 90s. It was a it was a, a Mueller run and oh. it had it had that North Platte run on it. And every time he asked me to do that run after that, I was like, is North Platte still in that run? And he said, yes. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And because uh, North Platte was such a disaster. Other that's, things. That's Johnny Carson's hometown. That's where Eddie Brill had that festival. Not North Platte. Oh, no? It, no, no. North Platte was just a Ken Muller. Uh, he's the triple guy for the middle west. Yeah, Midwest. I know. I, oh, that's so, weird. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it isn't North Platte. North Platte was, and I did a joke about it on my bread album. Right. Also on the half hour special where they cut out the story. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I just, I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ever do that town again because of how bad that one, ta- that one time I, I've since forgotten it. I've all, I've done Albuquerque since then. That was a nightmare. And I've done oh, Rosemont Zaney. Town. Oh, uh, but you so, worked for that one time for Russ, right? Russ yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. that terrible Russ story. I mean, and, um, yeah, it's not the, it's never the audience's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, I, there's a margin of error there, but, uh, but the, uh, <laughs> but I would say that almost always it's not the, 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 their fault. And, but this time Omaha was so fun. I, I wish it was longer. I hope that she, you know, I hope that the club re it's been there. It's been in that place for 17 years. I haven't been at that place then. I, when I was there, it was like the early nineties, early to mid before I moved to New York. And, uh, uh, it was really fun. I was um, telling her about you and Kira Sultanovich. Oh, cool. Um, did, did she remember was, that she booked me before? Um, she knew your name for sure. What? She had, she had never heard. Well, the early nineties, how long ago was that? I don't know. I remember working there. Why don't they remember working me? 
Well, we, I was just featuring, or maybe even emceeing, I forget. But uh, okay. probably featuring, because I wouldn't go out there for MC stuff. But, um, but, but she had never heard of Kira, and I was like, Kira Sultanovich will destroy. She will, she will take hostages, and, uh, and people will want to stay with her. Uh, mm-hmm. It will be Stockholm Syndrome all over. So What did you say about me? I said that you would uh, always. <laughs> I love that your face is real close to the camera. And how, what nice things did you say about me? I said all the nice things about you, Laurie. And, right. I, and, uh, um, and then I went to breakfast. And I think I, I think I might have put this on the thread. But I, I only got to do one thing. Because um, I was there such a short amount of time. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, uh, right. Yeah. I wanted to go to the space, the NASA and Space uh, Air Force Museum, but um, it was, it would have been a 45 minute Uber each way. Oh. So that was too much. Um, so it's a Friday, Saturday now, or is it? Yeah, it's, it's just a Friday, Saturday right now. But I think uh, as she'll, she'll build and it'll come back. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I it's ha- the only one that Stroop doesn't book. Oh, Stroop. Yeah. Is there is there one comedy chain that I'm not uh that I could participate in in this fucking country of ours that we have been somehow blackballed for no reason just because of neglect? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like blackballed for neglect. That could be the title. I don't know. Yeah, it should <laughs> be. Um well, let's see. Um I was I did so I did my Rush Ticks show right. last night. It with, was, with with Diva Deluxe, right? With uh, Danielle Perez and, yep. uh, yes, Diva Deluxe and uh, Maggie May. It was really fun. Um, I had, I had, the, I made a video, I made a couple of videos to promote it. And the, like, I had, a, I doubled the ticket sales, like, in the last couple hours before the show. Just, like, to remind people. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it's Saturday. If you're not doing anything, and you're obviously not. Good right. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the show. It's only, and if you, if you're listening to this Monday morning, you can buy a ticket for $10 right now and watch it for the rest of the day. It's like, it stays live on their site for 48 hours. You do have to get on it and watch it, but uh, you know, it's the old, it's the old zoom promotion where you're like, it's happening in the next hour. Are you doing anything else? You aren't. Give me $10, please. Quite a deal, quite a deal, and it, it, was, it really is. Um, That's a great lineup. I yeah. did forget, like on uh, Zoom shows, you can sort of start riffing a little bit. You know, I mean, there's a different. It's a different sort of uh, space with the audience. But I felt like I came up with a couple new riffs because what the fuck, you know? It, it just the stakes were so low, right? Um, Super and it was fun. It was yeah. fun. I had a really good time. They made me want to do more. More, more of those, you know. More online shows. Every time I do an online show, I'm like, I'd like these. They yeah. have a different vibe to them, yes. and you write differently for them. And you, I, I think that you feel more comfortable in your own home somehow. <laughs> doing stand-up. it's different. It's just yeah. a good mix. I think we hated them after a while because that was the only thing that was available as, aside from outdoor shows. So yeah. if now we're able to. Make, you know, put them mix. in the mix. Yeah, put them in the mix. I'm all right with that. And there's some people that are never going to come to a comedy club. And, and there's other, I mean, everyone else has COVID. Everyone's getting COVID. My feed of very disparate, you know, types of people are all, it, it's it's all, our, I have COVID right now. It's crazy. 
Um, it was me and six other people wearing masks on the damn airplane today. I was like, you guys are dumb dumbs. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, when I, oh, so, so this weekend, so Friday night, I flew to, uh, San Francisco and it was pretty masked and same on the way back. I would say at least half and half the flight attendants too. I can't believe flight attendants wouldn't be masking. It's that's just shocking to me. Some of these, and they're older. Like, I just want to go, you know, you are a walking comorbidity. Why don't you? <laughs> you won't do well if you get COVID. You know, I, I'm seeing like a, this woman's probably 60, 65 years old. I don't know. Whatever. I, but okay. Well, that's I mean, point. it's right. Well, and if they're vaxxed, people think that they're more protected. They are more protected. But also... Yeah. You, you know, it's a pretty crafty little disease and it's starting to figure out how to get around the vaccines and it, it wants, it, it likes to kill people. I don't know. It just, it's so shocking to me that people are, don't get that. It keeps, it keeps shifting. It keeps changing and coming for us. It's a very relentless serial killer that hasn't completely been caught. Like whatever. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I'm in Half Moon Bay for the night. Oh, wow. Oh my God. It's, first of all, I just... Did you go My for a gig in Northern California? I love it. You know, I want to live to be 150 years old. So I could do comedy till I'm 80 and then just spend 70 years in NorCal. <laughs> just chilling. You know, I love, I love a beach that's cold. Okay. I don't, I'm okay. not one of these uh, people that loves the Bahamas, you know, <laughs> water should be freezing. Okay. And uncomfortable to swim in. All right. I don't want- I, I don't want either of those two things. I was like, is there a coffee shop that's right where I can feel the breeze? Yeah. That's all I want. That's all right. I want. Oh, plenty of this. This is Northern California. There's plenty of coffee shops. And then oh, it was like do- foggy and misty. I was like, oh, this is per- this is the California I know. I don't know what this the fucking uh, Beach Boys are even talking about. Okay, this is my NorCal. It's it's where you're wearing a coat. It's and- a very large state. You're not wrong. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm staying in the uh, Half Moon Bay Inn, which is basically just um, bedrooms. It's like a dorm kind of, you know. Okay. And, uh, uh, somebody had a huge fight at two in the morning and screamed, fuck you. It sounded like a teenager. And then they stormed out of the hotel. And oh. then I moved the chair under my door just in case they were going to come back with a machine gun. <laughs> That's how ah, it's a Well, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice call back to the early 2000s oh sure (laughs) yeah 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 the one nighter runs yeah yeah um and then uh so the show phil griffiths do you know phil he's a he's a he's a north bay comic right at half i know his name and i i probably met him yeah he's he's very funny and uh so he booked the show it was a benefit for the school and you know, Half Moon Bay is very, when I was growing up, it was probably, probably wealthy, but we just thought of it as like hippies and stuff like that. And of course, like everything in the Bay Area, it's, it's been taken over by incredible wealth. Right. So right. I was like, all right, it's a, it's a benefit for school. I'm like, hmm, that must be, you know, all right. There's some, you know, underserved communities, I'm sure in Half Moon Bay. Right. <laughs> so I get there. And uh, I Google, first of all, oh, I, I get the name of the school as I'm getting off the plane. I'm like, all right, I'll look into the school, look it up. But as I'm dry, I'm being driven to the gig uh, up, uh, maybe it's the one, Highway 1 or something. 
um, I drive by the school. The school's on my right. And you know okay. what's on my left? The what? Pacific Ocean. So the right. school has a view of the ocean, the school right. I'm doing a benefit for. That's yeah. my first clue. That they uh, may not. What, what, uh, does everyone not have enough? They need their second iPads? Well, Are no, it's like their a, wireless a fourth indoor pool. Um, so, like, I start looking up the school. The, the, it's 12 kids to one teacher ratio. Wow. I'm like, my, my son, it's 36 kids per class, right? The classroom mm-hmm. size is ridiculous. And the, the tuition, it's a private. The tuition's like 25000 a year. I'm like, what? Oh, what? Who am I doing this for? But I don't care because I, I told them it's a it's Who a, are you doing it for? I can't do a benefit unless you pay me pretty well because it's a weekend and I might get, I, I'm not going to turn down a weekend of work at a club. So it's got to yeah. pay close to that. Okay. Yeah. So the, and they're okay. making enough money. They're making enough money. This is before I knew they made money. I, I, I yeah. thought literally thought as a public school or something. So, whatever. right. So I, so it was fine with me. I wasn't giving up anything. Okay. And, um, but it, it was a really fun gig. It was outdoor in a tented, like in a tented outdoor space at a, at a really cool bar. And, uh, you know, there were like, a, just a lot of, um, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, uh, people, I mean, there's a lot of tech people there and just a, a lot of extreme wealth because I was, when I was there, they were, when I got there, they were doing the auction and the prices for like, just, you know, a weekend in Napa were like, people just kept outbidding each other. I'm just like, Oh my God, they don't give a fuck. I, I could have asked for probably twice as much. I mean, maybe not, but still whatever. Who cares? It was a fun show. Everyone was really nice. Who, who and, else was uh, on the show? Uh, Phil, and then um, uh, Ryan Goodcase, I think is his last name. Uh, who's very funny comic. He won the comedy, the San Francisco comedy competition recently. Okay. Uh, so it was a really good lineup, really great audience, and everyone was really nice. It was just, good. it was just funny because usually when you're thinking of doing a benefit for school, it's just uh, whatever. It's yeah, it's, it's well, it's usually uh, in LA. The, all the ones that I've done for school benefits here. And it's always for some private school. It's always for someone who's paying 30, 40 grand a year for their kid to go to school. That is true. I mean, and we should do there that has, in the publics. There has, right. But there is donors choose. There should be like a donors choose um, be, uh, benefits. But um, it's always been like a half a dozen comics. Last one I did was for Dave Anthony's kids, I think. Oh, okay. And, um, and it was like five comics, everyone doing tens. So did you guys do get to do twenties or no, I did a full like fifty. Oh, you closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And then um, you know, just uh, hung around Half Moon Bay for the limited amount of time I was there and enjoyed it. And then came home uh early on the in the morning to prep for my rush tick show. I wanted to make a another video. I'm I am getting faster on um Kapwing, which is what I'm using to like caption. Is that an app? Oh, uh, but uh, is, it a, yeah. is, it a, is it on your laptop or is it on your phone? It's on, it's a web based app that you're um, using on a computer. Yeah. You could use it on anything. It does work better on my desktop than on my iPad. Um, just because, and are you shooting it on your iPad and bringing it to your desktop or are yeah, you shooting like it on your it, desktop? I, I 
kind of just, I did one, one video earlier in the week where I um, said, oh, here's my set list. And then I gave a fake set list of, <laughs> fun of my fellow comedians. And then this was a real set list. And so I just like it put, it made like five, 10 second videos. And so I could just clip, clip yeah. them together. I captioned each one separately and then join them together later. Cause that's what I had to do with Kapoin. You can't, the late, you know what you have a, a the, a the, um, subtitle as a layer. It won't merge the layer until you save it fine. So anyway, it's, it's, you just have to make five little videos and then put them together. It's kind of annoying, but right. There's so many different apps and different programs that we're all, and we're all using different ones. Right. And the people that are using, I mean, like Andy has the Adobe suite. So I could figure out how to do, like I have, I've looked into it, Premiere. I've looked into it. I can't, I, it's too, it looks, I, I'm like, I don't care this much. I, I, is there, so I just go to Snapchat and I do hotel art and then I download it and then I caption it with Instagram reels. So and, I don't even know how to use Instagram reels to caption. It does, it captions automatically. Yeah. You hit stickers and one of the stickers is captioning. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I know captioning is under the under stickers? Yeah, there's no reason. But here's the other thing is that when you, if you have to edit, like they always spelled my name, K-A, they always spell my name, C-A-S-H-U-N. Yeah. And um, so any editing you do in Instagram Reels, you have to edit the thing all at once and then save. But in TikTok's captioning, you can you can save and then go. Oh, I missed a typo there. You have to you have oh. to do all the typos at once in Instagram Reels. Um, well, that's why everyone likes TikTok. Then you could go back and except it. for that the except for that the captions in Instagram Reels are actually more interesting looking with the oh. the fonts and stuff. Yeah, the fonts are better looking. So Jack, you can't be be Comic Sans MS. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> It's uh, it has to be Comic Sans and <laughs> that's how they know you're funny. And so you know, <laughs> and but it was actually it was so the MC in Omaha, young man named Tyler, a uh, couple years in, and uh, had just moved from Iowa, like rural Iowa, where he oh, was really? stand up, to Omaha. Okay, to, to get into stand up better, better, and um, and it was and he was good. He had a weird haircut. His mom was there. Several fans of this <laughs> show was were, uh, oh, my God, the feature each show asked for a demographic of how old the people were in the audience. And so Friday night, he was like, how many of you people are in your 20s? No, never mind. How many of you people are in your 30s? How many are in your 40s? How many are in your 50s? So set Friday show, almost everybody was in their 40s and 50s. A couple people in their 60s and one woman in her 80s. And, yeah. um, and then... Saturday, it was, it leaned more 30s, 40s. And, um, but merch sales was pretty good. And I got to work on some of the new stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, people came out that had seen, that listened to this show, that it, that one guy was like, all I do is, and his wife said, he's not lying. All he does <laughs> is, all he does is sit in the garage and listen to comedy. And yours is one of them on Pandora. Oh, and, nice. I, and I was like, well, that's very nice. And he bought like four items. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. So that's cool. Yeah, that was cool. And I got, and the, 
the stand-up was good. The, the, you know, what I liked is what I do like about comedy audiences is because of how tense everybody is, right? I mean, I did radio on Thursday for this Omaha gig in an effort to fill the room. And um, it was right after the Chappelle trans uh, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, right, right, right. Which happened in between the last episode and this episode Mm -hmm. where some guy, where I guess is this, this is what I heard on the rumor mill. The guy that charged the stage had a gun with a knife taped to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like it was like a fake gun with a knife inside of it. Yeah, it wasn't taped. It was like that was how it was like. Oh, it was a fake gun with a knife. Yeah. Like if you said "pow," it would have a flag and a, but it was a knife. I don't think it was a joke one, but yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm just trying to picture. Jackie, it's the latest in knife design. You make it look like a gun. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, my I, I didn't know I had uh I had like a gardening knife in my backpack and I made it all the way to Omaha through TSA. Oh. Coming back from Omaha, they found it and I was like, I brought it all the way here. And the guy said, Well, does that make you feel safe that we didn't find it on the way here? And I said, TSA Theater, it's been great to see attend the show. <laughs> and uh so I left it at that. But um there was a point to that. Uh, Chappelle. Oh, Chappelle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody. So on the, on the, on the radio, they were like, "Have you ever been charged? Have you ever been attacked?" And I was like, "Of course. People are dumb. There's a lot of drinking, and um, you know, there's there's always, you know, there was the guy who tried to wrestle the mic from my hand, and but I had been told never give up the mic." <laughs> never give up the mic because then he has the mic and then you don't have any power but here's where uh, a sane comic would go yeah that's when you leave the stage you go into the <laughs> green room and you allow security to escort that person away <laughs> who does that you know it's giving up their stage time who fucking does that that's not a real comic uh greg barrett offhand oh, comes no, to mind I- and uh chad daniels all right. Well, both of them had a lapse in judgment because you always <laughs> stay on the stage. No, I think we're the ones with the lapse in judgment because there's absolutely impossible. no reason. There's no reason to, to risk your life. They'll, you could go long. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> tag, they'll give you 10 more minutes at the end. All right. All then, right. And then back in the late 80s, a, a drunk woman charged the stage, but Darla was sitting in the front row and she tripped her. Oh, nice. So it was kind of nice. And uh, I, I, I don't think I've been charged, you know? I mean, that verb. Uh, anybody come on stage? Oh, sure. People wander on stage all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like they're trying to join me. I don't feel like they they feel the connection is so personal that they can actually just pop up and start talking featuring for maria at the women's club in minneapolis a guy climbed on stage so that he could hug her and he was super drunk and she was like you seem really nice what you should know is that back that way there's a green room that has coffee (laughs) (laughs) i mean i did have that person throw bread or roll a roll at me which i cap i happened to tape and put online but uh i haven't had yeah, it's just mostly people approaching, and then mostly men. 
I'll say. Almost, you know. almost always. Yeah. But and I mean, then well, afterwards. It's more, it's more, it's more in the hotel room where I feel in danger. I, I don't think I've ever felt in danger. On no. Uh, it's usually after the show when I'm selling merch that I get, as we know, that I get cornered or yeah. that there's always some, there's, there's, there's just some dummy who is yeah. like either a little gropey or who wants to tell me their racist joke or who is cock block of the sale, Kill Martin. That's and the that's real just... crime. <laughs> cock in the sale. Stab me all you want with your fake gun, but do not cock block. <laughs> right. I got to make lunch money, people. Um... <laughs> the fight was $800 to get here. How <laughs> the fuck are people supposed to make money this summer? With lights uh, like, I I, I, it yeah. boggles the mind. My Houston gig just got pushed. In, so this next weekend, this weekend, I'm in Seattle doing the under the Upper Left Comedy Festival, just sort of a local comedy festival Okay. in Seattle for two nights. And then the weekend after that, I was doing a Houston Comedy Festival that they have decided to postpone till November. And Is so, no, I think I, uh, I, I, I was, it was unclear whether it was tickets or that the people who were running it had an issue or whatever it was, but two weeks out, they're like, can we push this to November? And I was uh, like, well, I know. And I was like, well, let me look at my, my flight. I had already bought the flight, but it's, again, Southwest going to Texas and, um, the flight was expensive, but in November it's an additional $200. So I said to my agent, I was like, yes, but can they give me another $200? Because they were already underpaying me for, I think the, I think it was 500 to get there in two weeks. And now it's going to be 700 <laughs> And um, this is was, not doable. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I have to find other work. <laughs> unless you, supplement unless like my work. Kicking up the. I mean, clubs are still giving like 200 for air. It's like, what? That doesn't even get me there right. half the time. You know, it's a contribution. It's not covering the air. Um, oh, yes, we're going to need more than a contribution. You are correct. We are. Uh, I got a week at the, at the um, not the flagship, but the second Comedy Works in July. Um, which one? Well, th there's two of them, right? I always do the landmark, the one on uh, Comedy Works South. Yeah, South. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's a bigger room. It's um, the downtown one is it's a they're both great rooms. They're mm -hmm. both great rooms. I did the mm -hmm. downtown one a couple of times. The first couple of times I worked for, her, and then she moved me to the south because I was selling out, and um. Because again, Denver, the only place I do well, mm. <laughs> or that well, and um, but Comedy Works South is exceptional. It's great. So like, congratulations, you're in. I'm so excited. Yeah, and I'm doing Punchline in August in San Francisco. San Francisco right? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, that's that's great. You're gonna. You have you ever done it? The San Francisco Punchline? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. But just um, I'm I, I'm on more of a tour, two to six year rotation. So, <laughs> oh, that's such a good room. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I gotta. I have to. I have to watch a set and figure out what I can sell that's fun for merch. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you do. 
fun that's light? That's light. I'm telling you, the, first of all, buying books is expensive. You know, like my initial investment is really expensive. Right. And they, they're so heavy. <laughs> right. <sighs> but well, let's... Mean, these fucking airfares, you know, like... I, I'm not, I'm not going to be making anything. Right. Right. You got to sell merch. So what, um, well, let's, let's talk about it, but let's take a quick break and right. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in this year's max fun drive. If you're a member who wants to purchase additional patches, our annual shop is now live. The proceeds for this year's sale will be going to trans lifeline. Anytime is a good time to donate to trans lifeline, but this year it feels particularly important. Trans Lifeline is a nonprofit for the trans community by the trans community. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help Trans Lifeline connect trans folks to the support and resources they need to survive and thrive. The sale will run until Friday, May 20th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the patches from the drive. We also have a special network patch starring Nutsy that all members can purchase. For more information on Trans Lifeline, visit translifeline.org. And for more information on the patches, head to maximumfund.org slash patch sale. And you also picked a comic of the week. Yeah, are we, okay, this is all chunk, uh, choppy. Are we doing comic of the week now? Yeah. Do we, okay, all right, yay. Guys, we're doing <laughs> comic of the week. Our comic of the week is Max Beasley. Um, Beasley. Yes, B. It's M A X uh, B E A S L E Y Y Y three Y's at Y Max Y three Y's. Why? You have to ask why three times. Max, why three Y's at the end? Why Y? <laughs> um, she's very funny. Uh, I just worked with her for the first time at the yard maybe two months ago. Oh wow! And, uh, I just walked in. I was like, "Fuck! What a joke writer!" And okay. uh, since I've worked with her a couple more times, and uh, and. Wait. Pretty funny. Uh, she just posted that she's trans. Like, she came out as trans on social media. Neat. So, uh, I was like, oh, good. We can add her to the list of uh, Comic of the Weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw her. We, that wasn't, uh, I didn't know that. You know, she hadn't announced right. it. Right. So. Had not announced it. So. I was, yay. Yay. I can't, I can't wait to see her. Yeah. That's awesome. Really Max Beasley. That's great. Yeah. Yay. Um, yeah. So there you okay. go. Okay. There Check you go. So, okay. So there could be the, the weird thing is, is like, you don't want to carry t-shirts, right? Well, here's the thing. I'm also like with t-shirts, then you got to worry about sizing. And then I, I, I kind of don't want to, I mean, maybe it's not a big deal, but I always feel like uncomfortable with women just going, uh, you know, trying to figure out their size and, and what if you don't have enough XLs and is that going to make someone who's an XL feel, you know, bad? Yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you never want to make anyone feel bad. I've, ch- right. I've taken to, um, putting sort of the largest size I have brought with me uh-huh. as the sample size okay, so that nobody has to ask what size they go up to. Yeah. And, um, somebody tiny can just go, do you have extra small? And I could go, but I do have small and you can see what it looks like. And um, <laughs> do you just order more X like of the large sizes. Um, 
Andy has a spreadsheet that he's real proud of. Well, oh my God, me. I bet he is. Oh, that he's guy. just, he's guy loves a, oh, he loves a spreadsheet. And, uh, but I have recently started carrying uh, just sort of one 3X and one 4X with me. And then just, and I'm, I'm bringing less shirts. I'm bringing like three each of sizes and then one and one on the three and four X and, or I'm bringing two of each size. If I bring three different styles, remember I am the Walmart of freaking merch here. I have too many styles, the, my meat shield t-shirts, I have to finish selling them so that I can make a final donation. But, um, that's so nice but, of you to donate, you know, I mean, that's nice. I mean, may, maybe it helps you sell as well. I'm sure it does. But it's also just nice of you. I mean, you're a comic. These are shitty comic. comics. You know, it's totally right. understandable if you're, like, cutting back on your donations. It's not a good time to be a live performer. Right. But with the Meat Shield shirts, the way they were introduced, it was because it was such a shitty time for America. It's not. It's uh, it's slightly yeah, better. It didn't I get better. <laughs> it got. It got. I think Joe Biden has been shoveling against the sand as fast as he can, and um, it did a little faster. It'd be great. Uh, unfortunately, everyone's eighty. So, um, and what I enjoy is the twenty-eight to thirty-seven-year-olds who are like, you know, he's too old. I wish Bernie Sanders was. What just happened there? And uh, so everyone's a hundred years old. Why don't you fucking run for something? And uh, people are like, "Why don't you run for something?" I'm like, "Well, because I'm busy doing stand up, and I don't want to. I've never wanted to. Uh, it, I, you know what I hate more than uh, politics uh, in general is a meeting. I don't like to any sort of committee meeting where there's Robert's rules and there's and the next point of order. Uh, I." I would literally, I would gas, it would be a, I would just set off a gas bomb and it would be cyanide. Yes. And asking for money all the time, you know? Right. I'm getting better at that. <laughs> so you are. <laughs> you are. But, um, but uh, okay. So then I got, I got, I got all riled up because I got the flappers newsletter. <laughs> and you read it. I Josh. I read it. I'm, I never I'm read it. Obsessed with Tommy, I'll read anything, right? It's true. So I got the n- newsletter, and it was kind of like you know. Uh, and I talked. I, I, I ran into Paul at Flappers, and we were talking about it, so it was fine. But uh, and it, some, you know, wasn't points. Nothing was untrue, but it was. You know, they were saying that uh, you know somebody. Uh, you know, they had a TikTok person, uh, a TikTok person personality i wouldn't even say a stand-up or a comic a personality you know sold the room out in like 15 minutes and then they had with the an established uh headliner a really funny person uh had like 15 people on a saturday night you know what i mean like it was just stark and depressing and (laughs) it was it was a discussing you know kind of like what, what people are responding to the audience is responding to, and they respond to people, you know, they sharing, you have to share yourself. And honestly, like, if you look at like the podcast comics, so I don't want to name because I don't want to deal with anything, but well, people that are, they spend more time doing their podcast than they are on stage. Right. There's a lot of them. Right. And we wish that we were them. Exactly. Total jealousy. <laughs> you, you 
can't accuse us of being jealous because we completely admit. Are you kidding? I just found out. Let me digress real quickly and then please go back. But Tom Segura and his wife. Christina P. Yes. Okay. Who I've met probably a handful of times. And um, him too, quite honestly. I've only met them. uh, But uh, they have a podcast. Yes. That makes something like a million dollars each a year. And, And it's kicking yeah. people in the balls or something. I it's know. like they talk no, no, about, I think it's your mom's house. It's called your mom's house, but they make so much money. And she told me, I ran into her at the comedy store like a year ago and she just confided in what we were making at the time. And it's only gotten bigger. And at the time I was, I, 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 I almost started away. sobbing at a, well, but the thing is, is to my knowledge that I guess during lockdown, they were doing a lot of talking about embarrassing videos. Like it wasn't, it was, it was a lot of juvenile comedy talking about juvenile comedy and maybe having a YouTube channel where they would show this kind of America's funniest home video kind of thing. And, um, and (sighs) it just, no, no, no. And what I mean is like, we're underusing our personalities, right? They're, they're funny we're doing what, what yeah right right we're doing what we can over here right they're funny people and so they, they had extra time on their hands because no one can perform and they're stuck at home so they're like fuck it let's just talk about somebody getting kicked in the nuts and that that's enough to make a lot of extra money <laughs> the mind. i don't understand the world what i'm telling right. you is we have those personalities too but we aren't using them that way why aren't we I don't know, but I, this is a, this is yet another sign of why I was not accepted on the last comic standing in three houses, uh, in <laughs> three different seasons. I think it's because I'm a little too grounded and a little too. I was told this by Paige Hurwitz that I was slightly too sane, and, uh, and I was like, "Wouldn't isn't that a good foil? No, isn't that a foil against somebody's complete batshitness?" and I actually I never had that. Conversation. Yeah. If you look at real housewives, there's never, not even a single grounded person. <laughs> like right. I think in, in, in New York, um, uh, Bethany was supposed to be grounded slightly and she just turned insane. So no, it, even if you had started grounded, you would have lost your mind. <laughs> right. Well, Right, I left that show with anxiety, so uh, they could fuck themselves. As a truly grounded person would have after leaving. (laughs) What should we, so what what do you think our hook could be? Is there anything, should we um, start a hot dog eating contest? What what exactly is it's going to be? Okay, I mean, I think people would watch. Now, our careers would be over, but (laughs) if we started commenting on other comedians specials like oh just reviewing all the specials that were ever made it's like you and i are p P and p on the side and we have the special in the as the main (laughs) video and each of us has a remote and we (laughs) will pause the video after a joke and then discuss its merits or demerits (laughs) i believe while we would never work in clubs again, it's possible we might be a draw in other venues. Right. Where we facilitate we, shooting this. We can make this very easy. <laughs> right. You guys want to ruin it, your career this afternoon? This afternoon it could happen where you're just like, 
I just, I just know that if there was just a way that we could, if, there are two ways to do it. You could either scare people and then say, give me $20 and I'll keep talking about how you're, you're right to be scared or, yeah. um, and, or, or we could ruin our careers that way. Yeah. That's, uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, and I would offer up uh, most of my comedy, uh, you know, except for the only the two new jokes that I like right now. Right. Like, especially <laughs> my 90s comedy is totally open to be completely trashed. I get it. And I would support whatever you said. <laughs> bring in a guest trasher to just be like, what the fuck? And I would be like, you're right. Um, but but it. Nor, but overall, it couldn't be friendly. It would actually have to be very mean. And you and I are both very opinionated off stage about people's acts. Now, I think we try to, <laughs> try to, try to keep no it together. Well, people there isn't any point in it. And and quite honestly, even when I see them, if I see them on stage, like the guy, the guy at the at the at the rail car breakfast place that I went to in Omaha yesterday, he okay. asked me. Who my I was sitting at the bar. Here's the great thing about Omaha brunch: M- bottomless mimosas, bottomless Bloody Marys, fifteen dollars, only for four hours though. It's anyway, that, that doesn't help you at all, right? No, I. But they sat me at the bar because I asked for a table for one somewhere. I mean, romantic. you once were a bottomless mimosa, if I'm not if I'm not wrong. What about a bottomless Bloody Mary? <laughs> I never liked champagne. And uh, so uh, the, uh, uh, but the, so it comes out that I do stand up. I've been alone for a day. <laughs> so I tell them. And one of the bartenders who ends up bringing his girlfriend to the show Saturday night, um, he, he goes, Oh, who's your favorite comic? And, um, and I put this on the thread and I was like, so I told him that um, when I think about, the, sort of the great writers right now it's Maria Bamford and Stuart Lee mm-hmm. and he was like I've not heard of either of them and what? I was like I right. mean Stuart Lee okay he's the UK but oh yeah. for fuck's sake well and he was he told me he was a huge stand-up fan and so I was like okay um he said yeah is there anybody more famous oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I was waiting for my uber and I ran back in I was like oh oh Emo Phillips and Paula Poundstone, and because they're 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 our age, right, or a little older, older maybe. They're older, Jackie. Please. Okay, they're, <laughs> and but they've been, the, uh, but they are more famous than than both Maria, I think, just because of yeah society or whatever. Lengthy. And and mm-hmm. the, and he had heard of both of them. But what I've realized is that when someone asks me who my favorite comedian is, when they realize I'm a comic, they want to tell me their favorite comedian yes yeah you're right and he was like you're not gonna like who i say and i said you don't have to tell me (laughs) (laughs) that must have hurt him internally and then he told me and it was a guy that i don't mind i don't i don't care he's just another button pusher guy and the writing isn't exceptional for me it isn't for me right and i don't care and so but he also he also liked a guy that I really like that I went to Iraq with. Uh, he liked Nate Bargatze. Oh yeah, Nate's I loved it. I love Nate Bargatze. He's a right. storyteller and and um, and really smart and really mm-hmm. silly. Mm-hmm. And some of my favorite, some of my favorite kind of stand-up. And I was like, "Why yeah. don't you come and see me?" And he and he did, and he had a good time. Oh hey, that's cool. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we, we, what we would have to do, we have to come up with some way, something that's easy, right? That, sure. uh, commenting on other stuff is incredibly easy. We're right. both funny. Well, it'll be funny commentary. We would put like the first five minutes out for anyone. And then the last 45 is purely Patreon. Right. Or some crazy cameo. Did you sign up for Cameo? You said you signed up for Cameo. I signed up. I haven't made my invitation video. I thought I'd wait till after Mother's Day so I would make as little money as possible. <laughs> <laughs> my business sense, again, kicking in. Oh, it always. <sighs> um, hey, do you want to take a break? You want to take a 45? Okay. Hey, this is Alden Ford. And Mujan Zafagari. And we are here with all the other creators of Mission to Zix. Hello. Hey. You're not going to say our names, too? No, no. It's a no. short promo. Yeah. yeah okay. sort of speed now, through. with the end of our fifth and final season just a few weeks away, we want to say thank you to Maximum Fun and to every single one of you who has listened to and supported Mission to Zix. Thank you. And if you haven't checked it out, well, Mission to Zix is an improvised space opera with blockbuster quality sound design, a score performed by an actual 60 Peace Orchestra and hilarious guest comedians on every episode. And as our final episodes air, now is the perfect time to jump on board. Mm-hmm. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X on Maximum Fun. All right, we're back. I, right. So I've been, I, yeah, I've been trying to figure out what you could do for merch that would be particularly Lori Kilmartin. You know, I mean, I'm just like, yeah. I like just what about black armbands that are just for mourning and uh <laughs> you roll cards where you could fill in your parents name <laughs> just something just something I think light. It's probably something parenting wise would be better you know okay okay uh, something for mothers or a parent that is actually useful would be kind right of- what about that Coca-Cola bear? What about your polar bear joke? Is that on the new album? No. Oh, good. The polar bear, the Coca-Cola... Oh, yes. The Coca-Cola polar bear uh, is an adorable um, image. That is heavily trademarked, I might No, no. <laughs> I, have, I have brawny paper towel guy Swiss Miss Lady gummy bear t-shirt that are all slightly off of trademark. Oh, Jeff Tice did it. So all it would be, like, the thing is, is you have essentially a climate change joke. Mm-hmm. And you could either do something with adorable pegasuses. <gasps> or centaurs. Or centaurs. Or the 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 polar bear from Coca-Cola. You're right. And, and, the, you and, and what I recommend. If you guys are I, wondering what the fuck Jackie's talking about, you can watch it on my the Rush Ticks that is still available for like right now tonight. Okay. And if you don't, and you didn't have time, I'm sorry. I fucking promoted it forever. Okay. <laughs> on you, And you have to see me live and hope right. I do that bit that night and, and come and see me in Seattle. So, uh, <laughs> but, but here's a good way to test out merch, hmm. make a sticker. Okay. Make a sticker. You get a thousand of them and a thousand stickers are probably $300. They're okay. 30 cents each. Okay. And um, you can try to sell them. I know the MC was selling stickers over the weekend. Yeah. But um, I just give them away. But uh, but when I when I did the squish um, 
t-shirt before i did this the t-shirt i did the stickers and people were like this is adorable and i was like yeah that's gonna sell and so but so you can get the art and i'm sure if you we can we can we can brainstorm some more but um but i think that there's really definitely something there that's a good idea because i mean just think about pegasus is flying over a suburban home yeah and, <laughs> but that doesn't have to be that but it would be fun no but it, and it, it could be also the centaur getting well we'll talk about this off stage because i don't want to ruin my jokes for anybody right you guys she's she's this joke is i think it's close to being done right you know what though i mean not that i just would want to somebody because i early in that bit um, somebody, fuck, I forgot who it was at, um, when I was at Cantor's doing a set, I think on Esther's show, I think, right? That dive bar? Yeah. Right. Yeah. From the dime, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. somebody gave me that idea about the Pegasus is flying. Like, <laughs> was, that is not my idea. Somebody else gave that to me and I was like, oh, this is genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck i need to know who that was so that i can properly credit them even my dog is upset that um <laughs> that you can't remember who that comic was um oh uh I, so i'm in canada right yep every fucking penny i earn in canada i have to spend on william because charmy has figured out how to she climbs the fucking tree and you jumps over a six-foot fence you showed me that because I stopped at your house to drop off those two books for the boy. Yes, and so we had to add two inches of fence and then like spikes, spikes. Like, curl over. So and she apparently she, my son's father saw her climb up and see the spikes and then climb down. Yes, worth every dime. Then <sighs> she's not stupid. I hadn't like, incorporated oh, I don't that into my expenses. That I had a fucking tree climbing pit bull. Yes, it's true. It's, um, uh, we're, we're, uh, so what we're doing is I'm cleaning my house by room, which is a way of emptying a room into another room, mm-hmm. throwing out or recycling a third of the items from that room and then putting other stuff in boxes so that my mother-in-law will have a place to live. And so, oh man, oh man, is right. <laughs> so, like this right now we're working on. Working on the living room here. Sure. So. You guys are going to become storage experts as you figure out where to put all your shit. All our stuff. Really? Um, how's the bathroom coming along? It's, uh, it's coming along. It's, uh, it's not, it's, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to, quite honestly. So what, so Andy's up there now. He had COVID last, or he tested positive for COVID last week. Uh, and he, because at the beginning of his, right, well, he b- before the semester begins, they all have to do a PCR test. Right. He also teaches at that tech university, right? Yeah. And, um, and so he tested, he gets the thing back. I'm driving to his mom's house to sub out his cousins to stay with her overnight. Yeah. Last Sunday, I'm 20 minutes from the house calls from her house he calls me turn around you might have been exposed i had covid uh i tested positive but i was like do you have any symptoms and he was like oh i don't have any symptoms That's so um, it never would have occurred to him to even test based on his symptoms right so we had carmen morales staying with us 
in the guest room. So she has to go take a PCR test and she has to move into a hotel for two nights to wait for her PCR test to come back. And, um, but we've been around him since his, for the three days since he took the PCR test. So we've been exposed to the whole thing. So I go and take a PCR test. Carmen takes a PCR test. Uh, well, I, I go to Andy's mom's house um, and we all take a rapid test. Mm -hmm. Andy had also just been with his mom the day before the PCR test. And then, uh, and then we ask our nephew's girlfriend who has a more flexible job if she can stay with Chris, his mom. So his mom needs basically 24 hour, not care, but someone to be around surveillance or something. That's, that's where, that, that's where we were at about a month and a half ago. And so we're going with that right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so she said, so he went, uh, so I get the PCR test. Mine's negative. Carmen's is negative. He buys a new kind of home test, uh-huh. $79 molecular. It's like a home PCR test. It takes an hour, 45 minutes to get the test back. And it is an ecological nightmare. It comes with two batteries. It's got all the plastic in the world. I think there's a baby seal that's jammed into it. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Right. But so he takes that on the Wednesday. Um and he gets a negative. So we think that the PCR might have been a false positive. And, um, and I take another rapid because on Thursday, I'm doing the Troubadour with Ron Funches and Blair Sach- uh, Saki and um, Brian Posey. That, that sounds like it was a fun show, was it? That was a really fun show. Um, though I did get trolled afterwards. It, uh, I, that's what's the, it's called nagging, right? When someone says something negative, but they yes. say something nice. Yes. So this very older woman comes up to me after the show with Ron Funches and she goes, you're really funny. I like your stuff. Even when I didn't agree with it. I don't she think pauses, And then she oh, pauses okay. and goes, that's a compliment. And then <sighs> blows by me. And I was like, what did you not agree with? I talked about, I did the generations thing. I didn't do anything. What could you have not agreed with? And so to this day, and we're talking four days later, I'm still thinking about it. And that I think <laughs> is the definition of some sort of negative talk. Mm. And now I want her to go out with me. So, <laughs> oh, that is nagging then. It works. <laughs> and now you want to be your friend. Sure. Exactly. And uh, so anyway, so t- tomorrow I have to drive to Andy's mom's and he's going to drive here. And then I'm going to come back here Thursday and he's going to go back there. And then Friday I go to Seattle and then I come back Sunday. I am in uh that's a lot. You have a big week emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, I'm in, in New York on Saturday night, so Ooh. I'll be at the stand the first half of Saturday night, and the second half I'm at the Broadway. So, uh, and, and like it's back to back, so I only have to take one cab ride. It's just nice, nice. Back nice. Back and forth, start to eat up, and uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm just sort of doing. I'm at the Pleasure Chest on um, Tuesday. Oh, is, night. is Eli doing that again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm at the yard on Wednesday night. And um, is that Jared Logan's thing? Kirk Lake? Uh, At the yard? 
Yeah. No, um, it's uh, Monique Moreau. Is oh, okay. Know there? Yeah, on Wednesday night, this Wednesday. And uh, I yeah. was supposed to do Bark, and then I was supposed to do a York show, a show on York and Eagle Rock on Thursday. I yeah. still think I could do the, the, the Thursday. I cannot do Vance's show on Wednesday. Maria's doing it. A bunch of great people are doing it. Um, it's I, in the Barkley. Yeah. You, I've which, been there. He asked if I wanted to take your spot and I, my kid has a team banquet. So for the first half of the night, I'll be at the banquet. Then I'm going to run over to the yard. So I, oh, I nice. get more stuff in, but, um, yeah, if you give up your Thursday, I'll take it. If, if I'm, you know, if they want me. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping to still do the Thursday, but, I uh, the... cancel it and give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I was going to say about the Barkley restaurant. It looks like a restaurant that should be able to make a good steak. It is not. It even <laughs> a shitty club sandwich. I was like, what is the only thing going on at the Barkley is the bar has a row of career drunks. Oh. And then that back room has a lot of chairs stacked in it. And Vance has a show there. And it's super fun. It's a row of career boyfriends. That's what I consider it. <laughs> I'll start working the angles. Just, <laughs> I, I recommend you just go up and go, this needs a tune up. Who wants in? <laughs> Isn't that, wasn't that your old... Uh, line in the yes, yes it was and it was occasionally nice. successful <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and uh whatever if you're gonna settle you might as well just set the parameters low right from the get i listen i made when i i made one instagram video to or one that i posted on instagram to promote my show and i looked so bad i was like <laughs> um, this is crushing but i thought oh fuck it i think it's funny so i'll put it up and people can just get used to how bad it looked please <laughs> very quickly i see kyle right an hour i did invest this is a backdrop behind me like i i have like a giant backdrop can you see oh wow oh yeah yeah and uh so i'm gonna try to make myself look better i just need better lighting and things like i mean you know i still do look like shit in person but there's no way there's no reason i shouldn't look better on, on camera lighting Yes. Yeah, right. Those are the tools. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.